0: Go check out platform.com that's P L T 4 M.com for our full series and catch up on any episodes you might've missed. Don't forget to check out at coach Schiffman on Twitter and use the hashtag hog football chat. When you're there, we have a great episode for you today. So let's go ahead and kick this off. Before we even kick off the podcast, I want to just remind everyone to go like, subscribe, and keep up with these weekly episodes. If you like what you hear, spread the word so more coaches can tune in for our weekly podcasts. All right, here we go. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Hog Football Podcast. Today, I have got one of my good friends, Coach Barry Creviston, with me. Coach Creviston spent nine years as a college coordinator before spending 18 years as a head coach at four different schools. He is currently in his second stint at Jacksonville route Catholic, where he's got an overall record of 49 and 29 coach creviston. How are you doing? Super excited to have you.
1: I'm i I'm, I'm great. I'm having a good time, uh, on the pandemic, uh, doing a lot of e-learning with my kids uh, and then spending a lot of downtime with my children. So (laughs) I would, I I would love to get back to school.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You and me both. We're both ready to get back. Um, you know, first question I've got for you, and and I know this is a tough one for you because for anybody that knows you, you um, you're a, a slight fan of throwing the football. But uh, how important was the offensive line to the success of some of the really good teams you had throughout your uh, throughout your coaching career?
1: Well, uh, over my career, I've been uh, you know a quarterback coach, receiver coach, running back coach, offense coordinator, and you know we always have to position ourselves and do what we can do best based on what we have up front. And I think uh, that's, that goes without being said, you know, you have to have a, a five, six good man up front. And, uh, you know, we always like to uh, in my practice, we always like to tease the linemen, but uh, you know, deep down, every quarterback has a deep rooted love for uh, for those hog mollies up front.
0: You better or else we'll, we'll give you guys lookout blocks. <laughs> we don't like to do those, but we will. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So my first question for you is, and we're going to focus a little bit more on kind of your, your high school experience, but you've been a head coach at four different schools. Um, Talk to me a little bit of, and this is something that always kind of fascinates me just in my time as a head coach. Talk to me about building a staff. What, what sort of pitfalls did you run into? You know, how, how were you able to kind of put together the guys that you wanted to be with everywhere you've been? Yeah. um,
1: You know, a wise coach once told me that, uh, I'm only as good as the people I surround myself with. So it's one of the first and foremost things that I do anytime I start a new program is, is just surround myself with guys, not always who are yes men, but also who are, uh, you know, going to challenge me as far as my thoughts, how I do things, bring good points to the, uh, bring good points to the table. And then also, uh, hopefully are good technicians at, at what they do and, you know I've always uh, told guys act every day like you're the head coach mm-hmm. and uh, and and bring that to the bring that to practice every day and if you're doing it the way you think is the best way and and I can uh, tweak how you do things you know I, that makes for a great staff
0: yeah that's a i mean that's a great point you know the coach i think it's important for especially young guys that are that may be listening, but treat your you know if you are the if you're the wide receivers coach. Be the head coach of the wide receivers and treat it like that and act like that because that's going to make you a. It's going to make you a better coach and b. It's going to make you know. It's going to make for a better team and and uh, more you know more buy into it. Yeah, if you're a, if you enjoy putting a coaching shirt on for Friday nights and,
1: and a whistle twister twister, you're not going to uh, you're not going to make it very long in the profession for one and then two. Uh, you know we're not gonna we're not gonna make make amends for you not doing your job. So right. I like to, uh, I like to, you know, in my staff meetings, just set that principle out first and foremost. And, and most guys fall right into line with that. And I think that, uh, that makes for a good cohesive staff and you're often running from uh, ground base zero from there.
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. So kind of the next, the next question I've got for you is a little bit of a two-parter, but, um, you know, obviously over the last couple of years, you, you went back to Jacksonville route, uh, Talk to me a little bit about how that came to be, you know, why, why you have such a special place in your heart for, for route and, um, and talk to me, you know, kind of what you were talking about with building your staff. Is there anybody that you um, have on your staff now that was at, on your staff the, the first go-around?
1: Uh, I've got a couple guys on my staff right now from the first go-around, uh, kind of the two key components uh, from my first stint. Uh, are in different professions now. So I couldn't get them back, but I have a, an ex player, uh, Nick Cosgrove, who does kind of like my linebackers and, uh, and helps out with the offensive line. And then, uh, Marshall does my uh, offensive line. And, uh, he was, he was around at the second stint or the second half of my first stint. Okay. So, you know, I got those two guys back and I inherited, uh, three guys. Mm-hmm. So those guys have all been, uh, a great help for what we're doing. As far as route goes, you know, it's just it's a small school. It's one A, about a school population of about 135 in Jacksonville, Illinois, where they have a 5A school in town as well, public school, and uh, it just a a special a special place in my heart. It, it kind of gave me my first um, taste of, of 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 successful winning in, a, in an overall program. And I really enjoyed uh, not only the kids, but the atmosphere, the parents, um, you know, they talk about it being a, a close knit place and, and it being so small, you know, you really get to know not only the kids inside and out, you get to know the parents as well. So right. um, it's, it's just a, just a phenomenal place and a, and a good place. The reason I came back was one, because I had a, a good feeling about coming back at route and you know that special heart place in my heart and then also uh i have young children and i wanted them to experience that as well so i have a seventh grader sixth grader and a first grader so
0: yeah yeah it's a it's a it's an interesting place for sure and i know you know i i can remember kind of before we became acquainted but uh following along kind of the success that you guys had um you know you had a couple of really really good teams there and, and um you know, I was, I was happy for you by that. You know, when you came back, obviously I, we'd known each other a little bit better and, and I was happy that, that you kind of got back there and, and that you're able to, uh, to be there again. Cause I know you're, you're, like you said, you know, you're happy to be there and you're excited about it. So that's, uh, yeah. that, that's pretty cool. Along
1: with, you know, there's, there's a great football tradition. There's great athletic tradition. Mm-hmm. You know, we've, you know, we haven't won a state championship in a while, but we've had plenty of successful teams. And uh, when I left, um, we had gone to the playoffs five straight years uh, after I left they went for two more and then they they were barren for ten years and didn't go to the playoffs and then I got the job back in two thousand and uh, we took a we took a team that hadn't been to the playoffs in ten years and and uh, took them to the to their first play. That's always exciting for those kids who have kind of had a bad experience in high school right. and uh, and really and really see the looks on their faces when you know things come together. You start winning. You get to go to the playoffs, and um, you know something they can life lessons they can learn from football, and also you know stories they can talk about as far as going to the playoffs. So that's 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 always great as a coach to just get to see those those emotions and those feelings change when uh, you get a new person in town, and and also uh, have some success.
0: Right, and there was I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but there was a a point in time during that kind of 10 year slump where they were actually, they were talking about closing the doors, correct?
1: Right. Numbers were really down. And, uh, since, uh, 2018, um, we've co opted with, uh, Springfield Lutheran mm-hmm. and, uh, it's slowly beginning to build. Um, you know, they, they've never had football over there. We, uh, we had three kids the first year. I think we had five last year and then, you know, Pending pending next year's football season, we should have five plus. So, yeah. um, you know, just a steady, a steady growth as far as numbers that way. And you know, we we would, you know, they're they're a little bit bigger than us. So to say that we have twenty five football players walking our hallways and they only have five is is you know it just needs to the right kid needs to to show up over at Lutheran and say hey guys let's 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 get on board with this. So it's been right. a challenge because there's about a twenty five minute bus ride every day. Um, but uh, the kids we get from over there are, are great individuals, and uh, we appreciate them all coming
0: over. That's good. That's awesome. I, I know, I can, again, I remember when you were telling me that you guys were doing that, and I, I thought it's about time that somebody kind of tapped into to, to Lutheran, because, you know, I grew up in Springfield. I went to, you know, I'm from Springfield, and they've they've always had some talented athletes over there, whether it was basketball or or baseball or or soccer and so for for you guys right. to be able to get some some football players out of that's a good thing.
1: Definitely uh yeah.
0: you know it's been a it's been
1: a great relationship so far and uh I can't see why it wouldn't continue in the future.
0: Right. Good. So, you know, kind of switching gears here a little bit uh you know you, for for anybody that's not familiar with Jacksonville route um they're right across the street from McMurray. Murray. uh you Rest in peace. You well, and that's what we're going to talk about a little bit. So, you were at one point, you know, you played football at McMurray. Uh, for those that don't re- know, uh, McMurray College recently closed their doors. Um, you know, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's unfortunate in this, in this era, but, but you know, it happens. Uh, you, you played there. You were at one point the, the all time leading, leading quarterback <laughs> in McMurray football. But uh, talk to me a little bit just about kind of your experience there and some of your fond memories from, from playing at McMurray.
1: Yeah, just uh, again, you know, football brings about camaraderie and, and relationships and the, just the people that I met there are all phenomenal still still great friends of mine I talked to them a lot talk to them a lot more now uh you know a with the, the zoom meetings and pandemics and and then the closing of the school kind of everybody's kind of rallied around I mm-hmm. kind of wish they we would have done all this before they shut the doors down but uh <laughs> it is what it is right just the as far as playing goes there you know we started the program started in 1985 and uh you know i i got there the third year of existence so um i kind of always make that joke about leaving the school as the all-time leading uh total often uh only because i was the first guy to go through there for four years so
0: <laughs> nobody <laughs> those, has to know that though
1: right no, those records are long gone but uh You know, we started, uh, we started bad, you know, we started out two and seven and then just continued to build of, you know, my junior year five and five senior year, six, three and one. And then we left and uh, we had two undefeated seasons in the two thousands and you know, our first playoff team. So it was going in the right direction and, and uh, it just, you know, finances the way they are and, and, uh, and just, recruiting division three and, and they took away some majors and it just, it's a sad situation that it closed down. And, you know, I, I have to look at it every day cause it's right across the street from me. And right. it just uh, every time when I go to school, when I go to work, I, I, I'd look, look across the street and I say, hey, that's my college and to think that I'm going to drive to school and it's going to be barren is uh, just kind of sad.
0: Yeah. And it's, and it's, again, it's unfortunate, you know, because, you know McMurray has had some good success and has had some some good players and 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 you know you know good head coaches and good people come through there so it's it's and, and you know I was you know you know me I went to Illinois college so I was in town and and you know at the time when I was at IC um we were we were kind of down and Mac that's when Mac was you know yeah. really kicking it so um it's uh, it's unfortunate it's happened but but um you know I'm sure you guys will have really good memories of that. And, uh, you know, I, I know it's, uh, it's always going to have a, a special place for you there.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, you know, I feel for all the people who kind of lost their jobs and, and it's just an unfortunate situation. I just hope, hopefully something good comes from the buildings and right. Uh, somebody purchases it, uh, you know, they make something good out of it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Coach, I got one more question for you, and I already prepped you for this, so let, let's see if your, your memory bank's doing good. But um, if you could put together an offensive line, you know, a Mount Rushmore of offensive linemen from guys maybe you've coached or guys you've played with or, or just guys you're a fan of, who would be on that uh, five-person offensive line?
1: Well, uh, I got to start with my center, Joe Crawl, who uh, played for Monmouth. He's uh, currently trying to be uh, picked up undrafted free agent in the NFL. So I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to say Joe. Okay. Um, uh, I've got some good, uh, good tackle prospects. One I coached with, uh, Brian Borboom.
0: Oh yeah. Uh,
1: I don't know if you know him. He played, uh, left tackle for the, uh, for the Nebraska Cornhuskers.
0: Yep. yep. So
1: I'd, I'd be remiss without saying him, uh, a friend of yours, uh, Boo Singer. Okay. He's, he's a good one as well. I yep. think he might've been a center. Yeah. That tells you kind of what I've, I, he's just one of those five guys in front of me
0: he's Uh, i i actually so i actually interviewed we talked on the podcast a couple weeks ago and and um i'll tell you what his memory of offensive line is pretty good uh but he i still to this day maintain he was one of the best technical offensive linemen i've ever been around his because he was not the biggest he was not the strongest he was not the fastest but just as an absolute technician he was second to none
1: yeah um like you said, he's uh, an encyclopedia of knowledge as far as uh, offensive scheme goes, and just a great kid to mm-hmm. be around. Uh, trying to think of who yeah, I had up. Two in, more. Uh, you got two more. Who I had up in Johnsburg, uh, Nicholas Plett was uh, an animal in the weight room, and uh, the Mount Rushmore of uh, offensive linemen at uh, Route Catholic. Uh, I might have to go with Cody Brandt. He was a. a He's currently uh, training to be one of the world's strongest men. Really? He wasn't, uh, he wasn't a great technician, but he was just a, an ox in the weight room.
0: Yeah. And I
1: also had another uh, strong one at uh, New Berlin, uh, Michael Spradlin. He, uh, he currently holds the record for some ungodly amounts of, of weight thrown around in the weight room. Oh,
0: wow. But so again, I'll, I'll let you do this. I'll, I'll let you add one more name to that, that list, and, but only if it's a tight end.
1: Huh. I, have, I have some good tight ends. I know well, you know I, that.
0: I'm, I'm thinking of one in particular. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, C.J. Fedorowicz was uh, my tight end up at Johnsburg, played for the Texans for uh, three or four years. He unfortunately had to retire because of his uh, ongoing concussions. He, he's definitely a good one, but I would be remiss if I didn't say Joel Rudwanski from Chicagoland, who uh, is six 670 AM uh, radio guy. oh really uh, he's a great one uh he owns a a paddleboard company up in chicago and he'll take you on uh mystery tours of the chicago river uh and nighttime gangster tours and he is a you think boosting are smart this guy's a insane amount of knowledge about the buildings of chicago he is uh he's a phenomenal guy
0: that's kind of cool where did you coach him at uh we played together at. oh okay
1: Oh, that's yeah. very cool.
0: Awesome. And I
1: know, and I know, I'm probably leaving some linemen out, but as a, no, you're fine. Quarterback.
0: Nope. I'm, <laughs> I'm surprised your memory went back that far, so that's okay.
1: You know, there's 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 the Sean Skinner's of the world who are also uh, head coaches at St. Joe Ogden. So uh, I know he, he'd want me to have uh, something to say for him as well.
0: Oh, well, good, good. Well, coach, uh, we'll get you out of here. If you want to drop your Twitter handle for anybody and, and any other information you want these guys to know, um, we'll, we'll get you on your way.
1: All right. You can uh, catch my, my whimsical nonsense uh, <laughs> at CREVY7, crevy7.com or just crevy7. So uh, always watch Big Dog's uh, horse racing at uh, Barstool Big Dog. At five fifty seven every day. There's a uh, electronic horse
0: racing. Oh yeah, I've it's seen crazy. that. I've been I've been watching <laughs> him play I've been watching him play college football with the the, <laughs> yeah. the Coach Doug's dynasty. It's a sad state we're in right now. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the damn truth. Well, right, Coach man, I, I, I appreciate you coming on. You know, uh, hopefully we uh we see you here soon and and stay safe, stay healthy.
1: All right. I appreciate you. You're doing a great job.
0: Thanks, man. All right, bye. Thanks again for everyone listening and remember to go check out platform.com for the full series of hog football podcast episodes. We want to thank everybody for their continued support and be on the lookout for our hog football chat series from Twitter on our website, hogfootballchat.net. You can check out all of our great sponsors and tons of awesome.